Good morning, everyone. This is your lad Ice House or Ice Slasher. <laughs> and today we got an interview with a friend of ours. My dearest interviewee, tell us your ideology, your name, if you want to, and we'll get this thing going. Well, I guess you can call me, um, hmm, you can call me Lamau, I guess, but um, my whole my whole sense and vision is sort of patriotic socialism, almost like a form of distributism. It's very um, fourth way, I guess, maybe I could say. Oh, so you're, uh, so you're patriotic, a bit of a socialist, but you're into distributism, distributing, I guess. It was sort of a foregrounder for sort of how I found myself. And I do give a lot of credit to Chesterton in a lot of ways because I consider myself very Christian. Oh, so you're mm-hmm. like a like a Christian um, dispute, a Christian uh, distributionist who is a bit left winging, if that's what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd say that I'm Protestant. I mean, I mean, a lot of there's a huge battleground on that because you know I'm not Catholic, which is kind of where whole faith comes from. That being said, though, I don't hate Catholics. I just I have a I have a bone to pick with the um sort of the um, Pope a little bit. The Church, you mean? Yeah, just with the Church. I think it's a bit, um, it's a, you know, it's a bit homophobic, but it's also very left, which is kind of weird. I'm not sure how uh, that works. Oh, so you think the Church is left winging? I think I'm maybe on the, some cultural sides, excluding you know, gay inclusion. Like it's very open to like open borders, which I find is quite harmful. Hmm. I see. So, um, uh, tell us about yourself. What made you want to be this uh, kind of ideology? You tell well, us. Well, I started out as an environmentalist when I was super young, and living in a Cascadian environment, I sort of was bred into this whole conclusion that sort of, you know, the left was right or something, whatever that means. I guess I was always a person who wanted to search for the truth and also someone I don't know uh I was always very curious as a kid when my when my brother would always play in the mud with all his friends I would search out into the into the caves or something and then just you know explore things and look for seashells and sort of you know find things I guess older brother or younger brother oh younger brother even though he's taller than me and stronger than me Got something like that too with the cousin, but uh, continue with what you were saying. So, um, I guess it always just came around where I did a project on one of the pipelines in our in our sort of region, and my main concern wasn't the fact that there was a pipeline going on, but the fact that they lied specifically about the number of islands that were in the channel, and so I sort of made a very apolitical argument against the pipeline accidentally i guess so that being said now kind of i go into it now i i found that there's a lot more environmental harm with foreign pipelines than there are local pipelines even though i'm very much an environmentalist oh and uh, how long did you see yourself as an environmentalist uh 10 years ago i was about 12 or something at the time i was doing boy scouts so that's kind of how i um you know i was always in the community i guess and so i was social i was i was quite a cool guy so that's kind of how i did it uh that's pretty nice to be in the in the uh, 
the Boy Scouts. Uh, how was it like? Um, well, the Boy Scouts is very, you know, it was very much sort of everyone sort of, it's, it's group activities and it's all sort of you collaborate with other people. And, um, well, I say Boy Scouts because it's American. Well, I'm, you know, I'm Canadian, but you know, I had girls there too. But, um, like, I sort of just, um, I sort of love the idea of just, you know, getting with sort of the other groups because on field trips, we sort of interact with sort of the other factions in our areas and it's super cool. So many different people. And it gave this sort of weird thing where all the branches would socialize with each other. And that's kind of what got me sort of encouraged to go to work a little more because I was meeting and, more people. And being in Cascadia and the Boy Scouts as an environmentalist back then, they must have been like a field trip of your life to you, surrounded by all that wilderness, that rivers, streams, and caves, as you mentioned. Yeah, there's a whole lot of boreal forests here and um, a lot of protection groups for them. What I didn't find so much was protection groups for a lot of the um, smaller cathedrals that were mainly Anglican at the time of the ones that basically hosted these groups. And we're having a lot of them here getting torn down and, you know, in the names of, you know, change or something. And then, you know, being like overcharged apartments that only give you as much of a, you know, a four foot size, maybe bathroom in a bachelor apartment. Scary stuff, watching all the stuff that used to have the childhood gone away. I remember... It kind of reminds me of those little uh, Toys R Us's that got removed. You know what I mean? I remember that. You know, in Canada, we still have a couple of those that are still around. I, I really hope that they don't get phased out. When I visit, when I visit old home, I just found out the one of my Toys R Us's got turned into an auto dealership. Ooh. Hmm. Also, I noticed. I think one of us is echoing a bit. I'm, oh, that's sorry. That's the floors creaking. Also, oh, I do have a fan on because, you know, it's just um, doing some spring cleaning right now. Yeah, spring is like down the street right now. Uh, it's but, um, getting but, warmer around here. Yeah, but uh, back to the uh, ideology and stuff. Uh, so mm -hmm. um, how long did you remain being uh, environmental? Like a year or so, two years? I never really changed necessarily. It was always that social... Um, area in it that definitely had to adjust because my whole um i guess my whole moderate conservatism sort of took place when i went to high school and you know i was always uh i was always one to get along with people and just uh belong i remember when i was seven it's a bit off track but i'll explain i was diagnosed with adhd and had this weird effect on me, like people were going to treat me differently, which I never wanted to. I never wanted to be different. I wanted to sort of feel the same as people. And so I guess that always, I see conservatism as a way of just trying to fit in and trying to, you know, get along with everybody. Yeah, that's nice. Belong. Yeah, that's nice to hear, trying to find someone to belong. It's not, uh, yeah, a lot of people turn to ideologies to find some sense of community. Hmm. It was never really that really got to me until maybe maybe my senior year in high school. <clears throat> that really was political in that ways. I remember when I was 16, 
I almost became non-binary because of the way that they pushed it on children who were a little more conventionally feminine. Because in real life, I'm a guy, you know, I might not look or sound like it sometimes, but I do, you know, you know, I do identify with those roles and I am biologically male. I have no intentions to transition or anything like that. Yeah. I guess some people will see all these um, new genders, gender fluid, non-binary and stuff, and depending on how they look, maybe think they're in the wrong body. Some do go through transitions, some don't. Either way, that's okay, I guess. Yeah. But tell me, you ever met any... I'm mm -hmm. back this time. Nice. So, uh, let's start from the top. What were you saying again? Um... <clears throat> Well, I would say that high school definitely pushed me politically, at least culturally speaking. And uh, anything else? Well, I I do think, though, that um, with politics, it's really hard to find a, a common ground. And I've always been a type of person to, I guess, kind of um, work with other people. I'm not necessarily an extrovert, but I'm very good at people pleasing as well as you know trying to be as agreeable as i can while being as grounded as possible um which i think you can do i think there's ways in having integrity and still kind of um you know finding some collaboration that's nice to hear always nice to start a community with friends and fam but also um uh, you ever found any light-minded individuals just like yourself that think like you um, there, I found a couple people who might share, like, a, I get along with conservatives very well because, you know, they, to an extent, have that sort of, you know, feeling that I do. But I guess the minute I'll bring up, like, maybe college should be free or something for, you know, citizens, then they get a bit, you know, they get a bit more of a hypothetically Ben Shapiro kind of shit. But I also do think, though, that um, there are a couple people who might not know about this but may might actually feel the same i don't think that politics is black and white that being said i'm not some enlightened centrist i do think that the culture war has pushed a lot of people into groups and i do think it's been very hard especially with like 4chan and tumblr and all that stuff and it's happening today even since twitter and i guess except maybe discord even though that's becoming a bit more left i do think that um it, there's a group involvement, and I think that I myself <clears throat> don't have a group. I don't really have a group. My whole existence is to belong, but I don't want to lose myself, in that, if that makes sense. Yeah, some people use politics as their entirety of identity, losing their self to join a part of a community, only to become another group of NPCs. It's, just, yeah. just, just speaking out the same parrot talk they heard their favorite pseudo politicians say. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, it's very popular on YouTube now with politics, especially with um, 2016 and um, anything posted that I know that I know the Vosh is a huge, huge audience, and <clears throat> in that respect, he's very funny about the way he sort of chameleons himself out a little bit. Because, like, he'll be completely different another day and all those things. And, I don't know, I do find a lot of people do want that whole group. Even if that group might not 
do or act the same way as they did maybe two years ago. So there yeah. is that whole sense to belong. I think it's a substitute for religion. Yeah. It's a community, I guess. Yeah, right. Got a problem like this as well. Uh, remember the anti-skeptic community? The skeptic community? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When the last time you heard of any of those guys? And um, yeah, no, that's how a lot of us got into politics. And it's understandable. I definitely had a break on my politics for a little while, even though I was involved in sort of activism and things like that. I definitely became more political when I was like 16 or 17, specifically because of elections and things like that. I remember I was Mm. so different, at least on my thoughts of Trump versus from today. I was very much against him until I started reading into what he done, what he done, because I was like, why is he doing good things? They're not going to lie with the chief. The things that brought me into politics was those s completions and, I guess, some of the news. That's how a lot of us got in the whole politics now. Oh, certainly. Yeah, I know. Um, I think there's a very good novel about this. It's called um, um, Kill All Normies by Angela Nagel. She um, mentions this a lot where um, in her years of journalism, she has known that there's been a weird... Uh, war on the internet about politics and it's been going on for a while but it's definitely been um spiraling into some weird ideas now almost like it's uh it's an entertainment battle i think it it used to be like maybe 10 years ago you just go on facebook and say vote for obama or something like that and now it's um everything's very complex and so it's a it's a battle of information so when i see big tech doing what they usually do it concerns me because I always want to see where it goes. I don't care who wins at the end of the day. I just want to see the truth. Yeah. I mean, it not only, had brought, not only brought a battle of ideologies to the internet, it also brought some ideologies back from the day, if you think about it. I mean, yeah. who knew who Ted can... Like, Ted, go back to pre-2016 or 17 and go to any internet discord. You people have no idea who the heck Ted Kaczynski was or who Delavinger was or who Rothbard or even Hop was. Mm-hmm. Know what yeah, I mean? and you get this on the left, too. People like um, Luxembourg, people like um, Chesterton, and um, even people like Maxine Gorky, who, you know... Um, there's so much of it and i think it's this um it's this dissatisfaction with sort of present time politics and the search for a meaning and i feel like we all exist to have a purpose and that purpose is clouded and nobody knows about it anymore and so it's really hard to come to a conclusion as much as politics has been getting more interesting because of the overall information it's been harder to find an answer because there's so many questions. Agreed. And I Hello? think that tends to give a lot of uh, overinvestment in sort of the greater world rather than what's, you know, next door. I mean, the real politics usually happens, you know, on the streets. I find theory great but also distracting. You ever uh, uh, read... Oh, sorry. Um, I, 
I think that to an extent that um, what these people have is a great intent, whether whether or not they don't really have the potential for change in their community because they're not doing it. And so, and I say this to both people on left and right. Do you want the, do you want the, the uh, you okay? upper class, you know, Starbucks Karen with the purple hair to rule your neighborhood? Or do you want, or, you know, people on the left, I say, do you want, do you want that so-called skinhead you think exists to be, you know, you know, purging people who look different? <clears throat> So I don't see any things happen. I think, I think maybe the left might be more vocal, at least in cities. But it's debatable uh, whether it's that or some controlled movement. You, um, you read any theory or praxis or whatever people call those books they read for identical thinking? I find that the ones who do go out more are the ones who read less, and so that does become a problem because when you're fighting, you just don't know what you're fighting for. And so it's a very dangerous thing sometimes. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen people who would be enemy number one following all the elegies that count. Do you know how many left-wing, middle-class teens you see on the internet sometimes? There's, um, there's a little less now, but there's definitely those people who have that belief that maybe they might not have the same potential ability to maybe raise a family the same way as their parents would. And then, so then they get all these things and these bad vibes where they're like, I might as well just not have kids. And that's a dangerous belief because then you're thinking, well, you're disenfranchising your own family and you're missing out on so many opportunities that you could otherwise maybe have. <clears throat> and maybe it is a system's fault. <clears throat> yeah, I guess. It's you okay? I'm hearing a lot of coughing back there. Yeah, sorry. It's um, a bit of hay fever. Oh, I see. I did that in one recording once. That one will never get out because I can't edit that out. Anyways, I continue. Well, I do think that there's um, a level of ideas that are compatible to maybe the common man or maybe boomers. I'm not seeing people go door to door like Jehovah Witness, and that's kind of why I'm, I'm I want people to treat maybe their belief like a religion in a weird way because if there's a community allegedly, why aren't you doing it externally? I feel like the whole COVIDs or whatnot it definitely has a weird sort of relation to that sort of as a way to control people. Like it's very surveillance, and I think it's. It's blocking people from making ideas happen. <clears throat> I guess so. It's like this weird Overton window that's kind of, you know, it's usually being online because, you know, online there's all the extremists. And then in real life, you have all the normal people. And so I'm or... in the book, the whole Kill All Normies, is that she writes that <clears throat> all these extremes and all these things, they don't really matter because. They're not happening in the real world now anymore. My concern, though, is that with this whole censorship will happen. Well, it also goes into the whole into the whole surveillance part is that we're all being kind of 
segregated on the internet. But at the same time, though, so if we lose that ability to speak online, we might not even have an opinion to begin with. So I'm afraid um, people might go violent. Well, might. Yeah. I'm afraid of violence. It's, so. That's yeah, it's like uh, it's like the old <laughs> saying. There's like four boxes: the soap box, the vote box, the jury mm -hmm. box, and the ammo box. You cut off the first one. They're either gonna a get stuck in limbo on the sec on mm -hmm. the second and third box, or b just jump straight to number four. Yeah. Anyone who and anyone who calls for that, it's either a schizo or a fed. And um, unfortunately, this has already <clears throat> most semi been the case in Canada, where there's so many restrictions on speech and there's so many restrictions on the internet. It goes hand in hand, and um. I'm fortunate to know in the U.S. you won't have one of those, but my fear about the abolition of free speech is that you might have the political insanity that we have here is that, um, you know, suicide rates are skyrocketing, you know, in, you know, in Canada right now, actually, especially in urban areas. Yeah. It's so hard to talk about men's health and things like that, which is might also be a big thing it's not just going to be political stuff that might get blocked it could be things that are hard to talk about or things that make people uncomfortable Am I hello 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 can you hear me hello hey lamau i can't hear you Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Um, Lamau. Hello. 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 I can't hear you. Hold on. It's going to take a while. Fucking technical difficulties. I gotta fix this. Hello? 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 Um, I, was, um, I was kind of charging my phone, so it probably was that too. Hey, um, if this messes up again, do you just want to do it a whole other day when things are together and stuff it'll give me a chance to make an account so i won't have to do this anymore but oh we'll finish okay. we'll finish up shortly because uh all the stopping and i'm not a good editor it's gonna sound stupidly choppy when i get it together and uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get there we'll get there we'll we'll find some way to wrap it up but and uh you said something about um uh Getting away with stuff on the internet that you wouldn't get away from IRL and uh, the government yeah. should be hearing our stuff. Yeah, I do think that it falls under the whole speech thing too because with um obviously internet has been completely overlooked by or overshadowed by sort of CIA and you know FBI as a way to sort of protect people, even though a lot of times it just fed people and shut down people's speech. So. This idea that it's just private companies doing it, I always just roll my eyes, which is another yeah. reason I, you know, I do think that free speech should be 
in the hands of the government in that case, because there's no prediction of what is and what isn't a private company. Yeah, usually in some circumstances, the private company does this to save profit and stuff. Mm -hmm. Unless it's a tiny problem, then they'll just ignore it. But there's yeah. the occasional occasions where the company, the private, does stuff together. Yeah, and it's funny because um, with YouTube, it might not necessarily be an advertiser, but does share income with other advertisers. And so that does fall into that whole weird spectrum of sort of private and public. The only problem, though, is that no one is ever, ever going to go off YouTube because there's just so only so much alternatives. So it has this weird monopoly on it. And so I'm I'm very much on like the whole blue moose progressivism in a lot of places where I wanna I wanna bust those trust funds, you know, all those all those corporate funds, because I don't think we should be giving, you know, you know, um, incentives to these companies, you know, to do bad things. And I think they should have restrictions in the same ways that or any any form of communication. Obviously, you can fire who you want. I wouldn't want, want to enforce that, but I do think, to an extent, the internet has become sort of the new, you know, um, I guess, public square. Yeah, it's like a digital soapbox. And a lot of these these um, old laws that have been put onto the Constitution, this was far before the internet existed, and, and especially with the whole cancel culture, it plays in effect quite well, because... Um, Back then, you never had to worry about getting fired because a lot of, maybe almost 60% of, or 63% might have been self-employed because of the small economy during the time. Even after the revolution in the U.S., in the 13 colonies. So that was never in the question. Nowadays, most people are looking for some big company brand because mm. all the small ones are dying off. Because it bothers me with these corporations and the company and the government. Too many corporations that give up, you know, uh, stuff to the government or around while smaller yeah. stores are all gone or about to be gone. That's kind of what happens is that you have to conform unless you're out. And that usually happens in the in I guess the way now it works now is that competition has been dying for a while. Because of the fact that they can be phased out just like that. There's never a fight. It's just, oh, Staples is going to replace Dunder Mifflin and things like yeah. that. It's, you know, it's, it, it kind of grows around like that. And it's very difficult, very difficult to really compete and, with the modern day economy. And these big guys, they can survive just of government hand downs and bailouts. And what's that other thing called with an S? Uh, um, grants. Yeah, grants. Wait, that's not with an S, but uh, that's close enough, I guess. Me and all the small ones got way in line through mm -hmm. bullshit bureaucracies just to stay afloat from government assistance. It's not even the free market capitalism. It's just it's restriction. It's restrictions. It's capitalism in a lot of ways. If yeah. I, if you could say that, I. Yeah, I but there's too many. But there's too many prey. Mm. And the predators don't even drop dead for a moment. There's a very interesting point from Chesterton, which says, um, um, the biggest problem with capitalism is that there's not enough capitalists. And so I think that might be a huge problem with modern day economy. There's only so many, there's only so many founders nowadays. All of them have been dead for 
ages and ages. And if you own a small company, you're, you're in a huge risk of getting bought off or being, you know, squashed. So that does happen a lot now. It's, I think that there has to be some, um, I guess some form of paternity or some kind of, some kind of uh, welfare fund for local businesses to keep them going. Not Same really. Yeah. I'd, I'd sort of, you know, keep the funds of churches or something to keep them alive because I do find that these small businesses are what makes, are what makes our culture very interesting and very lively. I think public parks are very much in that sort of respect. And economically diverse. Yeah, and it should be. Absolutely. Mixed economy is is brilliant. And it's what makes the Western world such a fantastic and exciting place. Um, and I want to I want my children to see what I grew up with. I also want them to experience new things as well. I'm not someone who hates change. It's such a stereotype I see amongst conservatives. And it's a huge reason why I support gay rights and things like that. Because I want more people to go to church. It's, know? um, yeah. And I guess the change for it, it's usually what the change could bring. Because for all the good stuff, there's going to be a couple of bad stuff too, right? Mm -hmm. And it's up to us to figure out what is the right change and the wrong change, which is the one thing that progressives hate me for. They say, all change is good change. They say, what does that mean? Was Afghanistan a good change? I don't know. It's uh, maybe for the uh, Taliban, maybe yeah, but I don't know. Uh, perhaps I I don't know about everyone else um, uh, over their borders. But I guess the, I guess my point would be that um, it it is up to us as a community to find a common ground for that. Almost like um, you know, uh, we used to do that a lot, and nowadays it's on the internet. But a lot of politicians don't reach out to them like it's it's like this weird sort of weird caste system now where they're up here and we're down there yeah but uh yeah and two things on the part one they only usually show up on the internet just to show for votes or for someone else to get votes or to yeah. stay in relevancy and for the caste system i wouldn't <laughs> say it's like a caste system because you still move up Mm -hmm. And be pushed down. Yeah. Sometimes on the push down part and not much the up down part. As for, but in a way, it kind of. As long as you're kind in of that inner like circle that. of thought. And I feel like that's kind of it. It's a weird sort of um, hierarchical collective at the same time. It's very much. Uh, I'm a collectivist in the way that I feel the same. They're a collectivist in the way where they all think like. And I think that's the divide of that because. They don't relate to normal people. And I think that's why they feel like they're better than, than maybe you and I. Yeah, I mean, if they got millions of dollars, they probably think themselves as important until they meet someone with a huger tax bracket. Then they're really nothing. It's, um, it's very much interesting how a lot of these billionaires tend to be sort of uh, tech intellectuals. Like it's become the new sort of Victorians in a lot of ways that the Rockefellers age, yeah those guys and it's so interesting to watch the I mean I I have a few exceptions that I do respect Elon Musk maybe at least he's making rockets oh, I mean 
I feel like there's a small exception of of those people who aren't in the whole elite class. And yeah. Like uh, with Elon, sorry, with Elon and uh, making the rocket is pretty cool. Meanwhile, NASA hasn't done anything since the moon landing. Although I think I remember they sent the rover up to Mars a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much it. Die, like I kind of cried actually. I felt a dark pit in my gut. Yeah, and th- those those um journeys though they feel real, and it's the same thing with that with that surge to go up in the ranks. I want to climb the social ladder. I don't want to abolish it. I love meritocracy. I'm just that. Oh, I love democracy, but. Give me a second. I'm just gonna go downstairs. All right. But yeah, I do think it's it's up to us to figure out what we want as a community. And I don't know. It's um, because my form of conservatism is we live in this community. We need to care for each other. Hello. Sorry, spam number. I get those a lot too. <laughs> oh, I hate those. Just like. Tell when they're robots. Usually, it's an insurance guy trying to get you some insurance. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's like, um, mm. got some yeah. friends that work on insurance. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, about you were. There's a, there should be an opportunity with this whole metaverse, but I'm very much skeptical of it because I'm very much. I don't trust anything, so I'm very much like I'm gonna see what happens with this beta test. Yeah, like some SAO shit that they just got all locked up in or something. I hate that anime. I hate that one. Yeah, and anything that's like made by Zuckerberg, I avoid like the plague. Except for Instagram, I have an Instagram account. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if if all else fails, I'll switch to Snapchat. You know, yeah, gotta get people listening to this stuff somehow. Yeah, I know, and I find this a really weird way of um, conservatives just sort of adapting rather than evolving. So, my problem with the whole change process is that it's not really change because in the in the Darwin theory of like evolution is that we sort of we adapt new traits with our environment. I don't see conservatives actually changing and adapting. They're not taking sort of, you know, they're maybe they're taking some people a bit more seriously, but I do think at the same time their their whole stances on on sort of censorship is just the whole just go to a new platform until you make your own platform, then that yeah. shit gets taken down. Mm, yeah, too soon. I remember and that. I think. And I think a lot of conservative politicians are kind of like because of their base, you know, like wherever's the mainstream base, like one move to another direction and the base will just freak out and start making their own section of the party or worse, yeah. pull, uh, pull uh, Teddy Roosevelt and who was the other guy that uh, also ran as Republican? Oh, my God. I'm trying to think about uh, is that libertarian. I think I know who you're mentioning. Well, wherever that was, pull at Theodore Roosevelt, split the party, and we get stuck with fucking Wildrow, fucking Wilson. What I definitely do agree with libertarians a lot is that there is more than just two parties. And that we shouldn't be giving 
incentives to these big giants, even if I disagree with them economically, I do understand what they're trying to do. And I respect that a lot of their civil sort of, you know, morals. I do very much agree. I do think that, um, that there has to be more choices out there. If you want there to be this consensual economy. And I do think that if we are to, um, take out the power of these giants, we should definitely have a government that's bigger than that, at the very least, not bigger than the people. Because, you know, corporations can be seen as people in a lot of weird ways, even if there's a bunch of different faces or you don't know the face of the person. And the fact it isn't the actual person at all. Yeah. And that's usually a bit of the problem. It made sense during the Gilded Age where... Um, Obviously, there'd be two people running a, a little branch, and then that'd be the end of it. But it's so different now. This 80s vision of politics doesn't really work anymore. And yeah. I think that's where a lot of people, whether they look at the past or because it makes sense why people look at past ideas because they want to figure out how everything got here, what, how, how this happened. Or maybe but, the good... Or maybe the past was the good part at all. We're just doing it all wrong by going forward. Yeah. And um, I think what we need to do is also look at the present too, because then I'm very much a man of like the here and now. I'm, very, I'm not an accelerationist nor decelerationist. I'm very stationary in that weird way, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. In a way, I think I see myself as a accelerationist. At least, the, uh, at least in practice, not like in the actual ideology itself. Mm-hmm. No, I understand that, yeah. Because uh, at, at least, at least I think I happen to check up on some stuff by this guy called Nick Land. He's very. Oh, he's very. Oh, he's very Hello? interesting. Oh, I've been I've been pressing on this button the whole time because I thought it was the VC. Oh, all right. Oh, okay, there we go. Oh yeah, and um. <clears throat> I almost left. Holy shit. But yeah, so I I do think though that um with um a lot of these new voices like um Nick Land or Peterson or whatnot, there is definitely a a demand for a community. And what I think those more centered conservatives might have in common is that they want to figure out what the hell is going on and how we can fix what is going on now. But what we don't know is the future. We never know the future. And so what could have happened or, or what will happen if we do this? And that's what I like to ask from sort of the new left is what I call them. I very much do not call them leftists by any means necessary. They're very much like liberals in disguise or just liberals who took the liberals or socialist bait from the mainstream Republicans and now think they're socialists because the conservatives said so. Yeah, because they want to spite them. They're like, okay, I will be a, I will be a socialist. And that's the bad, and that's the bad part about uh, calling people of a different ideology that ideology, because yeah. there will be people who will just be that ideology as spite, or people who think it is and actually wants to be that. That's what I've been seeing on the right, which is why a lot of people have been drawn to sort of, you know, national socialism, even though I don't think it's socialist, or 
you know, a lot of maybe things that are in the far right, like Pinochet, or I do think that there is some merits in creating a nation, but also caring for your people financially. And I do think that's what people muddle me up for. I remember I called myself a social nationalist as a bit of a joke because, you know, it's, it's related to sort of left-wing nationalism in a lot of weird ways, almost like um, Yugoslavia, I guess you'd say. Yeah, and also on the Pinochet part, is it weird that love ideologies are named after a certain person? I've noticed. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's like um, that cult... I think it's like that cult of personality thing. So cult they is that they just leader. name. Everyone yeah. Wants a leader, even when they say they don't. But with cancel culture, and what I have a problem with it, is it never establishes a leader. It might have a leader, but it doesn't directly say it does. And I think that's what's dangerous about sort of a directionless, you know, form of, you know, group or cult. It's a cult without a leader. And so it's, it feeds off of what other people don't have, which is a leader. That's why you see people taking off statues, even if that might be a good person, like Abraham Lincoln. It's the, it's jealousy. That's what it is. It's, mm. it's, um, that's it. It's envy. And I think that's what happens. I see. Um, uh, anything else you would, uh, oh, I got one. Um, what do you think of other forms of the uh, environmentalists, like your, we should use the state to fix nature, or we should destroy government to save nature, <laughs> and uh, whatnot, or we should use communism to save nature, or extreme capitalism to save nature? What do you think of those? I think there's a, there's a far easier alternative to this. I do think, to an extent, immigration does have a huge effect on you know, carbon emissions, though I'm not actually racist, I do think that there is a strong necessity to protect your inner circle, exactly how sort of anyone would care for their community. But I do also think that, you know, with some form of socialism, it is easier to sort of give people some more economic rewards for working hard. I wanted to do a tax reduction for people who started working in those fields so we can, you know, we could avoid the slave wage or something, if that makes sense. Oh, and to, you know, using that tax system, we could actually um, maybe find more greater alternatives for, you know, obviously fossil fuels. And I do Damn. know that, um, I think with a land value tax, it might even be much easier to also abolish many other taxes and that could make housing and living more affordable. A very third way belief, I guess, as well. I guess it's a nice way to want renewable energy, although where the sources come from to make those things is really hard. You know what I mean? What I want to do is I want to replicate the industrial revolution, but in a way that it doesn't hurt people. So it would be like an anti, like or a reverse industrial revolution. The industrial yeah. revolution was not a disgrace to the human race. It was Silicon Valley that was a disgrace. But we can crush that, and I believe it. That sounds like a kind of cool idea. Most people who want to uh, do something about nature want to go straight to monkey or just give it all to the, <laughs> or just give it all to the state to fix it up. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm mad at the cost. I think what we have in common with sort of the primitivism is that we do believe that there's a tradition that we must preserve. What I do agree with the big government, though, is that there has to be some stake to preserve those traditions. And so I do think that there has to be some cult, some sort of environmental populism, if that makes sense, to sort of think like, not only that, though, but almost accelerate that sort of technology with more government funding. And then we could provide it to other people once we're finished. So then we don't have to avoid maybe you know, wage displacement or something and stuff that might hurt local populations because I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to belong. Well, when, when times where people are going to be happy, some people might be obsessed. Well, like if we're going to go full renewable energy mode, they're seeing all the people who are currently working in heavily non-renewable source places and area are going to be upset mm. that they're now job-ridden. And don't yeah. forget, carbon footprint also comes from animals as well. Think of all the oh, yeah. farmers who got their cows, horses, pigs, cows, chickens, cows, I already said cows, bulls. <laughs> What's going to happen to them? There's always, always going to be farming for us. And I'm no vegan. I do think that there is more than enough um, push for environmental sort of alternatives. And even if we don't have as much of a supplies, we could find sort of an alternative that is a little safer. A lot of people disagree with me about this, but I do think that maybe nuclear energy might be a safer sort of substitute for now. Not forever, obviously. Nothing is permanent. I don't mind nuclear energy and stuff. It seems interesting to me. And, you know, I've always been sort of a, a Soviet enthusiast. So I do think that's kind of interesting. Oh, I, so a lot of my cultural views do come from Eastern Europe in a lot of weird ways. Oh, I see. So, you know, I have a huge likings for orthodoxy over the Catholic Church. You know, even Orient- Protestants, you know, Greek. Greek Orthodoxy or Oriental Orthodoxy? Um, I would say Serbian, particularly. Oh, I see. I my father's side of the family or uh, Eastern Orthodox. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not religious, but um, uh, you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's obviously been a huge influence in sort of my uh, social standings. I'm very much a. Uh, I don't know, because a very stationary conservative where I think, you know, being gay is all right. I just don't like all these other genders. I do think it's complicated and really hard for people to take in information. And as someone with information disorders and things like that, ADHD and all that crap. I and it kind of makes it all kind of silly if you think about it, right? It murks the waters and just sort of thinks, what really is this? What are like you, you you want people to take your whole gender neutral stuff quite seriously. Meanwhile, you got like entire what phone book pages long of what kind of genders this is, that is, what is this is. Mm-hmm. Some contradictory, some don't make sense, and some even to you guys sounds whack. I've always been very androgynous, so I've never really considered myself, ironically, any different. I've called myself a femboy because I still want to establish that I'm still a guy with, you know, manly feelings, even, or manly thoughts, even if I have girly feelings. 
more in an effeminate body probably right yeah very very feminine very skinny and also have that weird hourglass touched myself i'm not sure how that works i think it's genetic i'm british so i guess that kind of plays a factor i guess so so i've always just been kind of a person where i thought i don't really want people to know what i do and i feel like it's none of people's business but i will also establish that just in case for i know identity sakes when it comes to politics just so like i want to clear the you know clear people up just so like they don't get any weird ideas or anything i'm not gonna be the type of person to burn bras or say that men belong in you know elementary school bathrooms for children or or don't go screaming everything's a conspiracy theory oh yeah no that itself becomes a conspiracy in some ways and so i very much want to be very moderate when it comes to it and i guess i'm moderately conservative i guess i'm not completely conservative i'm not a traditional conservative um so that kind of confuses people because they're like well you're not a gas guzzler and you're not a racist and so that definitely makes it weird sometimes where it's like i guess i'm a social conservative in that weird way yeah, you're kind of a social conservative, but economically speaking, you're um, some kind of distributionist that you mm-hmm. said, right? Yeah, I guess so. I'm, you know, very much sort of fourth theory, very much like um, almost like the Slovakian um, Social Democrat Party, very much sort of a very kind of patriotic and very much sort of a socialist. Or a market socialist, I guess. I still want. I still like monies. You know what I mean. I like. I like money, which is why I hate rich people because they got what I want. And, and they got more what I want too. Yeah, and you know, I say chase chase the world for what you want, and I think that's the American dream. Um, you ever became politically active? Um, certainly, yes. Um, like last year, I was involved in the climate rally twice. Well, it was 2019, and then it was 2021. And that was super uh, groundbreaking for me. I saw, um, when I was 19, I saw there was Antifa members. One of them looked like he had, like, pink hair. He was trying to do a ponytail. looked like a brony for some reason. Super tall. Super... Difference? Beer belly. Let me see. uh, I don't know if he was trans or something. I... I did not want that conversation. I did not want to get, you know, beat up or anything. So I saw, like, this girl in her mega hat. She was 16 at the time. I think she got beat up or something. She, there was, she spilled pizza when she was, like, trying to, you know, order pizza. But the girl was just minding her own business. If this isn't a very great way to send her message, and what does this have to do with saving the planet? Coppers she, are whack. Yeah, and I thought to myself, you, you know... If that was meat or something, you you made that girl waste a bunch of meat just so you can prove a statement. <laughs> yeah. So. I also noticed a lot of, at least in the States, some right-wingers back the blue and stuff, but uh, um, they'll soon eventually realize the police don't bath the back you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that kind of brings me back to my accelerationist part I mentioned I wish mm-hmm. um, more right-wing police presence in right-wing rallies. That way, all these back the 
Steelers can wake up and see cops are not on their side. That's honestly what I want too as well. I also want to, you know, bring people into my arms in a way of just showing like the world isn't terrifying. And if anything, it's more terrifying if you rip these away. Because I am afraid in my neighborhood where I work that I could, you know, get kidnapped or, you know, um, mistaken as a girl and maybe raped or something. Something like that, obviously. And not maybe that extreme, but it could be. Anyway, who knows? Because we have the budget with the police force. And that made me respect the police a lot more because I'm grateful for what I don't have now. And so I think that the only safe space, in my opinion, should be the streets. The streets is the only safe space that matters because that's where people can get killed or shot. And as someone who's kind of a, maybe you could say a social minority, maybe I don't feel comfortable not having police officers keeping me safe. Man, sometimes I'm not a fan of cops, to be honest. And I got fears like that too. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I fear that, I don't know, all my loved ones might not be around anymore once the government collapses. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I fear that the government might not collapse at all. We're stuck forever in this duopoly democracy, with air quotes, forever and ever and ever, and nothing ever changes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel I can't protect those that are around me. I'm powerless. You're not the only one. And it's reasonable to feel that way. And I don't, and I, you know, I don't want to say that you're wrong. I do think, though, that's a bad attitude to have about it. And you, you want to, um, you want to have that inner chase within you and want to get what you want done. And I think there's better answers to that eventually. I think that um, I might be a reformist by saying this, but I do think find the system within and getting yourself on TV and making entertainment memes and all that stuff. It's a great way to help not only express yourself, but create change. Some people want to take the peaceful route. It's clean. It's bureaucratic. It gets things done in the long run, but gets them done. Mm -hmm. And not say I don't like it, I think it's a better alternative than blood, sweat, and finding your fellow man over a, over a decade or century year old ideology. Yeah, and um, maybe you could still do that on the streets. You know, I mean, you guys have free speech. You guys can get beat up if you want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I love how that works, by the way. It's great. I mean, good luck having to pay for your ambulance. But, <laughs> and yeah. good luck waiting 90 days just for a checkup <laughs> oh we gotta we gotta mix the economy don't you worry it's bad in like i think it's bad in england though they don't have that whole same thing it's pretty uh depressing yeah. the nhs um is great don't get me wrong but i wish there was other options yeah well uh hmm. what else i guess it's a good I way know? to wrap it up thank you so much for this I'm going to see if my boy Colin could hang out with us or something. And just, <laughs> yeah, uh, we wanted to get um, sushi together. We found the new sushi or older sushi place just closed. So that kind of got me, got me passionate thinking, why is all this changing that I don't want to happen? I love those things. I don't want them to go away. Well, 
this has been great. Thank you for visiting Lamau on the Ice House. And any last words you want to say to our audience before you go? Uh, thank you for having me. Um, if there's something that you truly feel, if you feel out of the area, if you're in that gray spectrum politically, of course, you should absolutely, absolutely go out in the streets and tell people how you feel. Maybe they feel the same. And if you are ever having questions about what you look like or so, maybe you're too feminine or something. Let me tell you this, though. I had a huge goth phase in high school, and I'm still a guy. And believe in yourself, as always. Yes, and pride isn't always sinful. There are ways of being proud of yourself that won't lead you to arrogance. So just keep on being yourself or something. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, is your ice house signing off? And remember, stay frosty. Sign our guys. See ya. <laughs>